I've been received so many encouraging uh, comments this morning about uh, last night and what the Lord did in our midst, and I'm thankful for that and humbled by that, and uh, trust that God has something to say to us this morning. Now, once you find James chapter number three, and I'm looking for it myself here now, once you found James chapter number three, I just want you to look up here for a minute, and then we'll, we'll just uh, we'll get over there uh, and uh, read what I want to read out of that passage. All right, now, James chapter number three. So, um, Will Rogers, y'all remember, some of us who are old enough remember Will Rogers, the cowboy philosopher, right? And Will Rogers <clears throat> said this, and it's so powerful. It's one of the quotes I love. He said this. He said that ignorance is not so much a matter of what people do not know as much as it is a matter of what they do know that ain't so. Now, that's good. I don't care who y'all. That's good. Ignorance is not so much a matter of what people do not know as much. You think about yourself now. Ignorance is not so much a matter of what we don't know. It's a matter of the stuff that we do know that ain't right. One of the greatest barriers to maturity and growth is not, is not ignorance and immaturity. It's an illusion of already knowing. The idea that I already know. I mean, I mean, even God in heaven can't feel something that's already full. And if I'm already full with what I, I think I know, and I'm sure I know, even, even God can't get a word in edgewise. I'm convinced that, that much of my own life, much of my own experience has been just this. It's been me knowing what I know that I can't even hear what God has to say to me. And let me tell you, that, 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 makes you, that makes you a fool. It really does. And it makes you, it keeps you ignorant with a capital E. <laughs> I mean, so James asks a question. I just use this as a James asks a question that, that, that is a searching question. I mean, it's easy to zip through and read it because we've read it a thousand times and not let the question sink in to our souls and, 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 and ponder the question. Look with me in James chapter number 3. And verse number 13, 
Here's the question. Who is wise and understanding among you? So, so that's a good question. Who in this room among us is really wise and understanding? Right? That's a question. Now, we are tempted. I know I am. I'm the, I'm the kind of guy who's like, ooh. Right? Shoot my hand up in, in the air. But maybe that's not the wisest thing to do. Because the passage talks about this business of, of wisdom. Let me read the passage. Who is wise and understanding among you? By this, by his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast and be not false to the truth. In other words, don't be boasting about wisdom. Don't be, don't, hey, don't be thinking you, you wise if you've got bitter jealousy and if you have Selfish ambitions. He says, don't be boasting. He says, ah, careful for your answer now. He said, don't lie. That's a searching question. Who's wise? Well, let's see. Do you have jealousy and, and selfish ambition? Careful. Careful about your boasting. Careful about your confidence that you're a wise person. And he said, don't lie. Right? You, you have this, you have this in your soul, and I have it in my soul. This this conscience, this I call the conscious the knowing knowing. <laughs> the knowing knowing. It gnaws at you. You know. You know and God knows and you know that God knows and you know God knows you know he knows. And don't lie. He says, he says, this is not the wisdom that comes down from above. But it's earthly, unspiritual, it's demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. That's true. I didn't write this. I'm just reading it. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable and gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. 
And then he says, a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. He's talking about wisdom here. We need to understand that when, when God uses this word wisdom in, 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 the, in, the, in the whole of the divine library, this Bible here, you need to understand that, that wisdom is not simply knowledge. Right? Knowledge is, knowledge is informational. It's, it's, it deals with facts. And by the way, we live in a world we love facts. People love we love facts. We love data. We love information. We live in the information age. I was talking about this right here. We have more information at our fingertips. But let me tell you something. You can be bloated with information and starving with truth. Like have a belly out to here because you've been eating cheese puffs all night. But, you, but you're starving nutritionally. Truth is to information what, what nutrition is to food. We love information, but we, but we don't love truth. And we're getting smarter and smarter, but not better and better. Mentality. Right? Stuff we know goes like this and morality is going like this. This is the culture. And it might be even the, the, the church culture. Because we're getting more we're getting more interested in crossing T's and dotting I's and this and that and then we still spelling the word wrong. We're getting better at arguing our doctrinal points and, and we believe this and you don't believe that. And here's what it says in the Greek. Let me see what this means in Hebrew. You know. And we, you follow what I'm saying? And we ain't loving nobody. We're more interested in telling you how the clock works than telling time. So, so it's not it's not knowledge. It's not information. It's more intuitional. It it takes facts into consideration. Takes knowledge in, but it's not just knowledge. Um, wisdom wisdom is not savvy, right? It's not just savvy. It's not just being a smooth operator or being, it's not cleverness. We think that, that, that a person who is maybe clever is wise. Skillful maybe is wise. Knowledgeable is wise. It's not. Um, knowledge and wisdom. So, so like knowledge, this is true. Knowledge is knowledge is puffs up. Knowledge is proud because it it thinks it knows so much. This is a truism. Knowledge puffs up. 
The Bible makes that clear. The more we learn, that nose goes up in the air. If it rains, we'll drown. Right? Because that nose goes up in the air. I learned something. I know something you don't know. I'm, so we think we're wise because we know something. Knowledge is proud because it thinks it knows so much. Wisdom, on the other hand, is humble because it knows it knows so little. Wisdom knows that it does not know. Um, not knowing is not good. But not knowing that you don't know is bad. Am I right? I mean, when you don't know, that's, that's not good. But when you don't know that you don't know, I'm going to tell you something. A doctor that does not know, that's pretty bad. But a doctor that doesn't know that he doesn't know is dangerous. A pilot, we got pilots in the end of pilot. A pilot that doesn't know is bad. But boy, a pilot that doesn't know that he doesn't know is dangerous. And not knowing is not good, but when you don't know that you don't know, Wisdom knows that it doesn't know. Not so much knowledge. He's, he's talking about wisdom here. And, 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 and so if I could give you, wisdom is this God-given ability. And I do believe it's a God-given ability because because I believe it is a fruit of the Spirit, though it's not listed in, in Galatians chapter number uh, uh, 5, 22 and following. There, there, are many, there are many, I believe, gifts of the Spirit that's not mentioned there. It mentions nine. You know, the, we call them the, the nine fruit of the Spirit. But it says, and against such things such as these. I believe boldness is a fruit of the Spirit. Contentment. Is a fruit of the spirit. All the fruit of the spirit are inside jobs. If you don't have them on the inside, you'll never have them. Right? Where are you gonna find joy in the world? Where are you gonna find peace in the world? You heard about the guy who got arrested for disturbing the peace? The judge says you're guilty. He says, I'm innocent, judge. The judge said don't want to count. He said, because there wasn't no peace when I got there. He's right. Ain't no peace to disturb in this world. You might get a ceasefire every now and then, but you ain't got no peace. Contentment, boldness, wisdom. A God-given ability to properly use knowledge. The proper usage of knowledge. God gives it it's wisdom. And notice here in this passage, I want to point out that the Bible speaks of two kinds of wisdom. Guys, the Bible speaks of wisdom from the world and the Bible speaks of wisdom from the word. A wisdom from the world and a wisdom from the word. Notice the wisdom from the world. Verse 15 
All right? He says, he says, now listen, he says, this is not the wisdom that comes down from above. Hey, you fancy yourself? You call yourself like, like the people here in the book of James that James writes to? They thought that they were wise. And James asked, who's a wise man among us? Well, let's just see. Then he checks him. He says, hey, is there selfish ambition in you? Do you have bitter jealousy? That wisdom that you have is not a wisdom that comes down from above. Well, what kind of wisdom is it? He said that wisdom, verse 15, he says, it's earthly. It's unspiritual. Hey, where does it come from? It's demonic even. Look at those words. Circle them in your Bible. Earthly, unspiritual, demonic. The old King James says it's sensual or, 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 or uh, earthly and sensual and devilish. You know what that is? Now watch. That's, the, that's, those, that's that, that unholy trinity that, that, that militates against your Christian life. The world, the flesh, and the devil. That's what it is. Those are the enemies to your Christian growth and development as a man. Are y'all here? Y'all out there? The, the, the world and the flesh and the devil. You have an external enemy that is the world around us. We have an internal enemy that's the flesh within us. We have an infernal enemy, a spiritual, fiery, wicked person called the devil who hates your guts. And the Bible calls him your adversary, the devil. As a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He wants to rip you to ribbons. He wants to shred you. He wants to devour everything you say you love. That's the devil. But then, but then so, so, so there's the devil. But then there's the world. And the Bible says we're not to love the world. I could just as easily, and I, want, I, I wish... Well, some of these other times when y'all have me back. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyhow, you know, when the Bible says love, not the world, I don't know what we think about. You know, probably we think about some smoke-filled den of iniquity and pole dancing and raucous kind of stuff. Let me tell you what, the, let me tell you, I'm going to substitute a word in it, and I don't do violence to the passage at all. Love not the culture. That's what it's talking about. Here's the problem, though. We love our culture. I'm not saying you love my culture necessarily, but you love yours. Hey, in this room, in this very room, there are all kinds of culture. That's all kinds of culture. Don't just think there's one culture. The devil fishes with more than one pole now. Don't get to thinking. There are all kinds of, I mean, really, there are different cultures in the world. I mean, hey, y'all know there's, hey, in, in the United States, there's northern culture, there's southern culture. By and large, people 
up north act a certain way. By and large, people down south act a certain way. That's just true. Are y'all here this morning? Okay. We're going we're gonna to be down. We're going to be finished by, by 930. Okay. That's cult, different culture. And the problem is, people up north may hate our culture, but we love it. Our culture, we may hate their culture, but they love it. Hey, no, we might as well talk. By and large, there's black culture, there's white culture. These are hard divisions I'm making now, right? But there's black culture. Hey, you might not like my culture. It's easy for me to love it and hate yours. By the way, you know where the word culture comes from? Cult. <laughs> me and my little group who believe just like me. Y'all smell what I'm cooking? That's your culture. That's your world. And the Bible says don't love it. Don't love that. Don't let your culture keep you from living with your ears pent back for God. I get with my little group. We laugh about the things we laugh about. We look at those people over there. <laughs> I'm in my culture. I don't care whether that's a, that's a boys in the hood culture or a good old boy culture. It's our little slice of the world. So our wisdom many times goes along with just the culture. I'm wise in my little old group. Because I... Because I think, by the way, if you're the smartest person in your group, please get you a new group. You need a new group. So this wisdom from the world can be wise in my little business culture we have here. Wise in my white people culture. Wise in my black people culture. Why is in our man culture, right? Come on now. Men have a culture, women have a culture. This is not what goes on in a women's culture. This is not what happens in a women's conference, right? This, this, the, we, I might mean, like, we, it's, it's amazing what men will do for meat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You better cook something. I'm talking about. Cook something with a bone in it too. I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about. I don't want. I don't want nothing. No food. I got the bill. Just. You know what I'm talking about. Putting this on there. No, man. So that's men. Men, we have our culture, and we can be wise as men. Yeah, those women. Man, I'll tell you what about women. And yep. I agree with you, pal. You're right about that. And boy, how why we're pooling our ignorance. You need to say, boy, that's a wise man. He's an idiot. 
But see, in our little group, boy, I tell you what, there's a lot to be said about this. But notice the wisdom, the wisdom that 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 is has selfish ambition. The wisdom that is that is that is is has bitter envy. Only God in heaven who can stand against envy, the Bible says. Only God in heaven knows what people have done or failed to do because they're jealous of something somebody else has, or jealous of where somebody else is, or jealous of some promotion someone else has gotten. Only God knows how much has been stopped or started because of this wicked, green-eyed monster called jealousy. This selfish ambition. Me, myself, and I. He says, I'm going to tell you something. You may be wise, Mr. Smarty Pants, but I'm going to tell you, that wisdom is simply earthly. It's unspiritual. There ain't nothing about the Holy Spirit. It's not a God-given wisdom. It's stuff you picked up from your culture. And stuff you've picked up because you pooled your ignorance with other people. Y'all come up with some little antidote for life. Some little slim, simplistic antidote for life. It's what makes us bigots. It's what makes us, you know, that is, that is earthly. That is unspiritual. That is out of hell. Is demonic. We think about demons operating. We think about somebody wallowing around on the floor, the eyes roll back and flobber coming out of their mouth and this and that. Let me tell you something. That, that might be, but I want to tell you something. Demonic wisdom can wear a starch white shirt, an expensive silk tie, and a $2,000 suit. It's wicked as hell. Who is wise? Hey, question. Who's wise among us? <laughs> Any takers now? <laughs> he said that's wisdom from the world. Hold your Bibles there and turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter number 18. I want you to mark this down. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. Now, Paul was writing to these Corinthians, and you know where Corinth was? It was in Greece. And the Grecians seek after wisdom. The Greeks, this was the great wisdom culture. The, the Greeks, this Hellenistic society, they were the wise ones. They seek after, and so Paul 
comes in there with simple gospel saying, I don't claim to know anything except Christ crucified. Paul came to them, said, I'm, I'm by like an ignoramus. Here's what I do know, Christ and him crucified. That's enough. I don't stand around with y'all stroking my chin about this and about that like the Epicureans and the Stoics up on Mars Hill. You want to hear something new? Talk about something new? Well, what do you think about that? Hmm. Paul said, I don't know what y'all talk about. Here's what I do know. Christ and him crucified. And to these wise folk, listen to what it says in chapter number 3. In verse number 13, he says, where am I? Um, verse, verse number 18, notice, he says, let no one deceive himself. See, this is the thing about, about self-deception. This is the thing about this perception of wisdom. This is the thing about I already know, so why should I listen to you? It's, it's, it's deceptive, self-deceptive. And he says, let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he is what? Wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may in fact become wise. And then he says this, for the wisdom of this world is what? Folly is foolishness to God. There is a wisdom of the world. It's characterized by jealousy. And it's characterized by, and, and by the way, when you talk about jealousy, all kinds of stuff comes with jealousy. Right? I mean, jealousy brings, I mean, you can bring fear. Suspicion just brings a whole bunch of stuff in. Selfish ambition. Only God knows wherever self-ambition is, what people will do for themselves without thinking about others. Only God knows what a man might do, what a woman might do when she's only thinking about herself. A man's only thinking about himself. How to get to the next rung, how to get to the next limb, how to I mean, step on somebody's head to get wherever he wants to be. Makes him a, a monster. For the wisdom of this world is folly with God. That's a wisdom from the world. But then he talks about not only a wisdom from the world, there's a wisdom that comes from the word. Back over to James. James chapter number 3, he says again, verse 16, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, There would be disorder in, in every foul and vile practice. Um, I'm not going to be able to finish, but let me just say, um, you know, you, have, you read the book of Proverbs and you read this, the wisdom literature. James is like the New Testament book of Proverbs. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, pithy, it's punchy, 
It's powerful. It bops you right in the nose, doesn't it? It's, it's shoe leather Christianity. Right? Let's, let's wring out all our religious talk. Let's strip down to the, to the brass knucks. Let's get down to business. That's how James is. The book of Proverbs does the same thing. And so he asks the question, who is wise among us? And, and he says, hey, listen, there is a wisdom that comes from the world now. And you may be wise so far as the world is concerned. He said, but that's not a wisdom that comes from above. Here is the wisdom that comes from above, he says. Verse number 17. He says, but the wisdom from above is, and then he lists at least eight things here. He asks, who is wise? And then he says, okay, let me put these eight things up here, and then let's just check them off and see how you're doing. Right? Yeah. So, so now, who's wise? Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. The, um, the, we know Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, don't we? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Y'all know that's, that verse, those probably most popular verses in Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, what? Acknowledge him, and he will direct the path. You know what the next verse says? Verse number 7, it says, be not wise in your own eyes. See, don't be wise in your own eyes. He says, he says fear the Lord and, and depart from evil. Okay, so we stop short when we just read it, verse number six and stop. He says, he says hey, mister, you may not be a wise man, you just may be a wise guy. And he says, he says, don't be wise in your own eyes. See, this is self-deception. This illusion of knowledge and wisdom, I already know. And so I look in the mirror and I see myself and I judge myself by my own estimations rather than looking into the the mirror of God's word and God showing me who I am. And this is exactly what happens here. He says, let me tell you about wisdom that is real wisdom that comes from above, a God-given wisdom. By the way, a wisdom that we have right here in the word of God and a wisdom that we all receive in Christ. All the treasures Knowledge and wisdom are in Christ. And he is to be our wisdom. He, he speaks about this wisdom. He asks, hey, who's wise? Well, let's see. What, what, does, what does wisdom from the word look like? He says it comes down. Wisdom from the world is sort of conjured up. Wisdom from God comes down. God is the one that gives wisdom. 
And he gives wisdom to those who have an ear to hear. He says, here's this wisdom that comes from above. He said, it is first of all pure. It's innocent and modest. It's chaste. It's not salacious. It's not, it's not dirty. It's pure. Right? It's not a thin skin of truth that's stuffed with a lie. It's chaste. The wisdom from above is pure. He said that the wisdom from above is peaceable. It brings about good results. It doesn't bring trouble. It's not a troublemaking thing. It's, it's peaceable. You know, so here's you, 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 are you a wise man? You know, the Bible says, he that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind. He likens that to a person who's a fool. Are you bringing trouble to your house? Just stop and think now. It's, it's what you do through selfish ambition. Maybe not so much jealousy, but selfish ambition. What about, is that the way you, as, your, as, a, as a man in his home, we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. The manhood mandate is what we're talking about tonight. But uh, am I functioning in such a selfish way at home with my wife and with my children? When I go to work and they laud and applaud me as being a wise person, that's not a wisdom that comes from above. You're troubling your own house. You are going to harvest nothing. You're going to inherit the wind. You're going to lose it all. You get your way and lose your family. And see, the reason this came up, I mean, God dealing with my heart, because I, I'm embarrassed to tell you how recently I'm learning this stuff. Because, you know, you can operate as a pastor and as a preacher and in the word and, and the word is ideal and people think you're ideal because and you can be a poor husband. And a poor daddy and a poor man. All the while trafficking in truth. And, and operating with, with, an, with an emotional adolescence. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm convinced that the average man that I look at today is, is suffering from some emotional adolescence. Through a father wound, through some, but we just kind of like we 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 have not learned how to. I mean, we haven't grown up, and so we just sort of throw our weight around. You may not be able to do it because you're not the boss at 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 the job, and you're really not the boss at home. But you think you are. But and you come home, you know, wherever you can, kind of like throw your weight or you throw your weight around. You know, that's 
like a little like a little pouting boy, you want your way. That's emotional adolescence. And I've been an emotional adolescence, an emotional adolescent most of my adult life. God takes the truth of his word and deal with that. It says in the word, grow up. Man up, cowboy up, grow up. Quickly, he says, it's, it's pure, it's peaceable, doesn't bring trouble, it's gentle, it, is, it's, it's, it operates in moderation and patience and, and mildness. It's open to reason. Hey, who's wise among us? Here's the wisdom that comes from the above. It's open to reason. It's open to reason. It can be entreated. It, you can reason with it. Are you unreasonable? You know people like this. You may be a person like this. Unreasonable. You can't reason with them. In fact, the Bible says, for instance, the Bible says in Proverbs um, 13, I think, Proverbs 18, 13, like, he that answers, the, answers a matter before he hears it is folly and shame. That's unreasonable. That's foolish. And yet we can do that so easily with our wives. We think we already know. Here she comes with the same old thing. Uh, 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 uh. You know what that is? That's answering a matter before I even hear it. I don't investigate. I don't see where her heart is. I don't, right? My children might come and I answer the matter before I, you know, because me, man. That's foolish. You may be the boss. You say, hey, the boss ain't always right, but the boss is already always a boss. That might be true, but why not try to be right? Why answer a matter before we hear it? You see, you see about wisdom, I'm closing right now. My time is completely up. But you know what? <laughs> you know, when I say lastly, this is lastly. That means I'm just going to last a little bit longer. But anyhow, <laughs> just keep on lasting. I'm closing. But wisdom, that's why I talk about walking in wisdom. Walking in wisdom and walking in truth because it's pedestrian, right? And, and if you can, you can be wise, if you're not careful, you can be wise in this moment and in the next moment act like a fool. For instance, Ecclesiastes, I'm closing, Ecclesiastes 7, 9 says, says, don't be hasty to be angry. Anger rests in the bosom of fools. Who in here is an angry man? Anger is your closest companion. 
You'd rather live and die with it than to dare to try to live without it because it's your closest friend. But the Bible says it rests in the heart of fools. You can be, you can be, okay, I'm wise here. Next step, you acting like a fool. Only, only God knows, you know, when I mean that anger bubbles up and you do something, you take a gun, you, somebody cuts you off in traffic, that quick. You act like a fool. Well, um, he, the, 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 the wisdom from above is full of mercy. It's full of good, good fruits. It's impartial. That is, it's not, it's not discriminating. It doesn't discriminate. This, me and my group. That's what was happening here in James, Right? Mr. Moneybags come in. He's got a nice ring on his finger. He's got a nice suit. Oh, sit here. Somebody come in a little less. Oh, sit there. All the while saying we're wise. That's foolish. And God hates it. In you and in me, he hates it. I'm not mad. This is the way I preach, Okay. He, but he, he hates it. We have to, you know, like, he says, so who's wise? He says, if you are, show out of your life. Let your conduct show it. You know, the Bible says that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, a fool, Proverbs 18, 3, 18, 2 maybe. A fool has no delight really in understanding. Only expressing his opinion. Are you a fool or are you wise? I mean, that's, that's foolishness. I don't want to hear what you have to say. I already know. Bible says in Proverbs 20, uh, 19 and 3, I think it says that a, that a fool destroys his own life and isn't mad with God because his life is destroyed. And that person could be otherwise wise. That, by the way, that's the name of this, wise or otherwise. <laughs> am I wise or am I otherwise? That's a, that's, a, that's a question on the floor. Father, thank you so much for your goodness uh, this morning, for the activities, this plan. Lord, give mercies to us as we run, jump, and play in fellowship and do all those things. God, it's good to be away, good to retreat, good to be here, and it's good to enjoy life you've given us richly all things to enjoy and so help us to do that today god help us to be searched uh, allow ourselves our hearts to be searched 
by your word, Lord, we turn over the search of our lives, our hearts to you. We're not capable of doing it ourselves correctly. So search us and know our hearts, try us and know our thoughts. There be any wicked way and show that to us and give us Holy Spirit courage to repent of all that you show us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.